Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come out the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2024 Cognizant Classic, the artist formerly known as the Honda Classic. And we actually have a good field this week down there in Florida, so we'll talk about that and much, much more. You can follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host, as usually, on the Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. It's Monday, and we're uh, rocking and rolling, and... Mexico's behind us, but what, what were your takes on the Mexico Open as another rookie takes it down? Yeah, uh, you know, kudos to Jake Knapp. Um, I did not bet him. I wish I would have. Uh, I don't know if I just thought that 45 to 1 was too short or 40 or whatever he w- went off at. I didn't bet him. Um, so that sucked. I did play him on DraftKings. Uh, my one team had three of six. So that was not great either, but that was, I mean, three of six was good enough to like finish like mid, like mid pack of like the middle of a GPP, which is crazy. Um, didn't win any money obviously, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Jake, uh, he started shaky. I know you said you didn't watch any, but like he was on pace to just absolutely have one of the most insane, uh, strokes game tournaments, uh, Tita green that there, you know, has been in a while. Um, and he was, hitting it all over the place uh, off the tee at two fairways on Sunday and is the first uh, PJ tour winner, I think with two fairways hit on a Sunday yep, ever. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, Sammy, uh, you know, gave him a run for sure. Um, it ended pretty abruptly uh, on 18 when he hit it and had to take a unplayable, but you know, it was, uh, it was a fun tournament to watch that, that. That golf course to me is like not anything special, like nothing that like I would like, Oh, I would love to go to Mexico and play this place. It just looks like a, another Florida or Mexico golf course. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. It doesn't do anything extra special to me. It'd be fun though. I'm not going to say, I mean, I would uh, not go if I could, but hundred percent make a special 100%. trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get to go to Puerto Vallarta area. It's always a good time. So go check all that out. But uh, I watched like the replay a bit, but wasn't like glued into it. Uh, I watched more Saturday than Sunday's golf, but the one great thing on Thursday when I opened up my phone, I'm like, oh, my goodness, we have Shot Tracker in Mexico. <laughs> like, look, we joked about it, I think, off air after the we last did. show. And I just laughed that it actually happened. Like, this billion-dollar company now was able to fly technology to Mexico. I know it's a concept, but they did it. So uh, that part was nice. They could at least track my teams and degen out that way. So that, that was fun. But yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit nice. But, yeah, that's uh, the Mexico Open. Another open. edition. It's, <laughs> it's in the re- it's in the rear view, and at least you know it's a uh, it made sense geographically on the trip to Florida, where we have the Honda Classic or the Cognizant Classic, as many of them everyone knows. This is where Eric Cole had his coming out party last year, where we kind of like, oh, this guy's good. Yeah, this guy's really good. So, uh, what do you have for some past event history? Oh, I guess I'll ask first. Are you going to watch Jetta at all this Sunday for the return of AK? It starts at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, could they have picked a worse? Like what? Why? You, don't, you mean you're not going to set your alarm clock to watch AK? No. I mean, you, 
<laughs> you could maybe watch it going to sleep, but I'm not going to watch it. There's a good chance I won't be watching it now. It may make me watch uh, like some recaps and like mm-hmm. pay a little bit more of attention on what people shot, but he is actually 150 to 1, which is, I, I think, I want to say it was Eric, what's his name on Twitter, tweeted out that he's got shorter odds than like Phil, Nall, Poulter to win. That's pretty game. funny. Hasn't played. I bet you that that's the books just like begging people to take him. Like, yeah, come get I mean some. it's kind of like a tiger type of line, right? I think. Yep, yep. Come get some. Like I'm rooting for AK. I think it'd be great. But like you, I think we talked about it before. Maybe off the air also is people like us and older than us appreciate AK. A lot of right. the younger generation zero clue who we're talking about. Right, how great right, he right. was because he's been gone yeah. for so long. So yeah, and it's not even that he was really that great i mean he was he was a good golfer but he was just kind of a different type of golfer a little bit more flamboyant and the dude wore and a just belt fun to watch he had a yeah. belt buckle out there like you yeah. just don't see these things right, right. Uh, it, and he's good he backed it up that was I mean, the fun he, part he won a couple times but you know and, and in that he was fucking awesome in the Ryder cup and stuff like that yeah. was fun shit to watch but. he was an electric factory kind of before electric factories began so we'll see i if they were smart, they would have signed him before now, but maybe this just took this long. But either way, uh, is he going to be playing on a team or is he just going to be? No, he's one of the guy? wild cards. He's one of the, like, the two wild cards or whatever. So oh, yeah, I'm guessing he'll still be like paired up with Brooks or something. Like, he's going to be in an elite pairing. Let's put it that way. I would think so. Uh, all right. Uh, last year, Chris Kirk was a champion at uh, the Honda Classic, which is now, like you said, the, the Cognizant Classic. Same place, though, PJ National. Uh, 14 under in a playoff over Eric Cole. Sepp Straka was the 2022 champion. 10 under, one shot over Lowry. Matt Jones is the 2021 champion. 12 under, five shots over Brandon Hagee. Sung J.M. was the 2020 champion. Six shots, uh, six under, one shot over uh, Mackenzie Hughes. Keith Mitchell, 2019 champion. Nine under, one shot over Fowler and Brooks. J.T. was the 2018 champion. Eight under in a playoff over Luke List. Ricky Fowler won here in 2017. Adam Scott, past champion. I don't think he's playing. Russell Henley, I know, is in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Harrington has actually won here twice. I don't know. Didn't see him in the field. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, 5,400. Missed him. missed him. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know about this place. Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about it in the – but it's a, uh, in, in the course deal, but it's it's a, it's a tough one. Very tough one. We're we're at like you mentioned, uh, PGA National. We've seen this many, many times down there. And uh, it's around Orlando, Florida. This is where like J Day all of a sudden had the back issue and goes to uh, goes to Disney World with his family and stuff. You, you see a lot of those things, but it's a course we do have a lot of course history. But in years past, the reason why the Honda kind of left is the fields got kind of weaker and weaker just based on the scheduling. That's why this field's actually pretty impressive. We have a bunch of uh, upper-end players in this field. If you're just, like, looking at the overall um, – the uh, the field here, we have, uh, like, Rory's coming back, which is impressive. We have 13 players in the top 40 in OWGR, which we used to not get at this event. So there's a lot of that. But, look, when you look at the course here, it was a par 70, around 7,100 yards. The 10th hole is one of the harder holes on the course. It's a par 4 that's over 500 yards. Well, they extended it about 30 to 35 yards, and now it's a par five. So we now have a par 71, about 7,150-yard golf course, and now it's three par fives instead of two. So obviously par five scoring will be uh, uh, important on this. They're not all gimmies like other courses at par fives, but obviously help a ton. The biggest thing here, it's um, 
it's a shot maker's course. It's accurate off the tee because narrower fairways, at least at certain parts of the fairways, there's a lot of dog legs. So you have to hit certain spots for your approach game. You don't want to be hitting out of the rough because um, there's a lot of water out here. So you want to be able to stick the greens. There's water on 15 holes. Um, there's bunkers on there's, – there's 60 bunkers that are scattered in the fairway and around the green. So sand saves, scrambling, bogey avoidance, all very important here. Most of your approach shots are 150 to 200, some in a little shorter bucket, but another mid to long iron thing is big here because you can't just bombs away due to the narrow fairways and the dog legs. So this is one of those shorter courses that still plays very fair because of water hazards and other factors involved that doesn't let you go all willy-nilly out there because big numbers are around every corner at this golf course. So this is one of those, like for someone that plays golf a lot, at least in my head, this is one after like an 18-hole round could be one of the more mentally draining rounds of golf you'll ever play <laughs> just because you're, yeah, just, you're just literally trying to focus so much on little things that uh, you're going to see um, you have the bear trap you'll hear a lot is I believe it's 15 through 17. It's a very treacherous section of golf, but uh, five through seven, I believe it is on the front is actually harder than the bear trap. So um, pick your poisons. The biggest thing, and it sounds easy and it's very difficult, obviously for the pros is, Find your fairways and avoid the water. That's like that's like if you can do that, you'll probably make the weekend. Honestly, if you can just find the fairways, avoid water, you'll probably make the weekend. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're a win, but that it's that's the simple recipe. You know, executing it's a whole different thing. So, what kind of stats are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of just keeping the ball in play, so accuracy, uh, both off the tee, obviously, um, and approach. Uh, scrambling does matter. Bogey avoidance more so than birdie or better. Um, and plenty of course history to uh, to wait as well. Just driving distance, I think, is is a factor this week as well. Yep, there we go. Um, again, another full field. Last week, I think it was 132 golfers. Uh, I saw somewhere we're getting back up to that 144-ish range, maybe a little higher. It kind of depends here on the East Swing um, after qualifying and whatnot. At least what I was reading, it said like 144. Was I read? Could be totally wrong, but still T56 and ties gets you into the weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, just T65, like, 65, and those. two. Oh, sorry. T65. And dice. <laughs> oh, right. It was 55 <laughs> three of six is like you had last week might win a GPP at this yeah. event. Like the six of six number, unless something crazy happens is going to be like last week was about 5%. This is one of those tournaments. Like you see like a two percentage, like it's ridiculous here. If, if you get, yeah. you will have five of sixes cash pretty nicely. If you have a good five of six. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very variant golf course. There's a lot of variants involved more so than a normal golf weekend where there's a shit ton of variants. So yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. And we once again have a field with $5,000 golfers like last week. So mm-hmm. this will make things exciting as well, but let's get into the DK and we'll start up top here. Um, 10 K and above. We have five golfers. we got Rory McElroy at 12, two, Cam Young at 10-7, Fitzpatrick 10-6, Russell Henley 10-2, Ton Kim 10-1. Jesse, where are you starting up here? Yeah, I mean, obviously Rory 10, or 12,200. I know it's a lot, but he is a actually a past winner here in 2012 um, at this golf course. He finished second in 2014. He hasn't played here since 2018. He finished ninth that year. Missed two cuts prior to that. So it's a, it's a mixed bag, but that's just this golf course in general. So obviously Rory's playable. Uh, Cam Young finished 16th here last year. Hasn't missed a cut since the the 3M Open back in July. Um, 
and back to back top 16s for him uh, with the eighth place finish at Phoenix and, and 16th at the Genesis. Uh, but Russell Henley, man, I mean, at 10,200, I don't think I'm going to be, I'm going out on any limbs here. I don't think this is a hot take, but he's going to be pretty popular. He's the third, eighth, 20th, 24th, 43rd in his starts here since 2017. He did not play here last year, but has played it every year pretty consistently. Um, besides last year and 24th Genesis. I mean, it's hard not to play Russell Henley at that. The price is a little bit high, but it, it, it makes sense. I'm kind of glad that they priced him up there instead of, you know, being down more in like the Sungjae or, you know, burger range. Um, it's, it's going to make people think about it versus just plugging in Russell Henley at 8,000. You know what I mean? So yep, I think it's a good price. It just makes you think a little bit. And uh, I think he's very playable though. Yeah, um, I'm probably going to avoid this range like I did last week. Just uh, make with the variance. I'm going to take some other darts down below probably. But if I'm going to play here, Cam Young does. He's coming in in really good form. History here is rough, like you mentioned. But uh, I could see that being the angle. But the main guy for me, it's Russell Henley, like you said. Um, he's sixth in my model. He's sixth in the par fours, 11th in fairways gained, 25th in bogey avoid. His proximity numbers are great. He He does rate out very, very well. I guess the only guy I keep wanting to play, but his current form is so sketchy. But when he's on, he just fits his course to Wells Fitzpatrick. But that's one of those, if like ownership-wise, if, if come Wednesday evening and things look really like he's just getting completely passed by here, which I find hard to believe, then Fitz will be in some of my lineups. But for the most part, I'll just be skipping the 10K range. It's just, did it last week and it worked, and I'll probably continue to do it because I like a lot more the 9s and the 8s this week, and the 10s will make that difficult to do. 9K range, you got Eric Cole at 99. Honestly, they probably could have priced him at 10-4 and people would have played him. So mm-hmm. Eric Cole at 99, JT Poston at 98, Sungjae 97. Now that one is interesting. Minwoo Lee at 96, Benny on at 95, Kirk 94, Lowry 93, Berger 92, Connors 91, Killa Keith at 9,000. What do you like in this range besides everyone? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously plenty to like here, plenty of names here. Cole, obviously, second place finish last week or last year. At this tournament, um, 10th in his last event, which is the Genesis, uh, and also finished 14th um, at Pebble Beach with a, a 49th place finish at the Phoenix Open sandwich in between there. So, yeah, 900 bucks. He's definitely playable. Sungjae, I mean, the course history to me is definitely playable. Um, 42nd miscut, 8th, 1st, 51st. Uh, so a couple top 10s, a couple of, uh, you know, made cuts, and then a miscut. Um, and the form coming in is just not. It's not what you want to see, but, you know, if if it's – this is a place where, you know, obviously if he can get it figured out, he can have success. If he's not got it figured out, it might be a, just a two-day, you know, work work week for old Sanjay. Uh, been on at 95. Uh, course history is good as well. 21st miscut. Uh, fourth, 36th, fifth since 2018 for him here, and he hasn't missed a cut since the Rocket Mortgage back in July. Coming off a 16th place finish at the Genesis. Chris Kirk, past champion, defending champion, coming off a miscut at the Genesis. But I think he's perfectly fine to just play again because he was playing well before that miscut um, at the Genesis. Uh, Daniel Berger at 92. Uh, finally starting to get a little bit more of a, a higher price here on Berger. Um, back-to-back fourth-place finishes in his last two starts at this event. That was 22 in 2020. Um 28th at Phoenix. I think he's playable. And then Keith Mitchell, he's the highest rated guy in my uh, uh, model here. Uh, ninth 
53rd miscut, first miscut. So the the course history is obviously a little bit up and down, but back to back top twenties for him. Uh, Keith's coming in pretty good form for a place that he has done well at in the past. So I do like Keith quite a bit at nine thousand. Yep, I like a ton of this range. Um, Eric Cole, you mentioned eighth in my model. JT Poston's eleventh in my model. Paying this price kind of is feels wrong, but he's sixth around the green. He's uh, second in the par four scoring. Rates out pretty well on iron play. And if you want to talk like recent uh, you know history here, he's made four of five cuts. Nothing great, but he's made cuts here, and he's a much better golfer right now too. With uh, a tenth at the Genesis miscut at Phoenix, twentieth, eleventh, sixth to start the year. So the four cuts he's made, T20 or better. Uh, I don't mind that from JT Poston. Um, a few others, though, like Sungjae, like you mentioned everything. I look at his, he's 106th in my model. Over the last 24 rounds, he's, you know, proximity is 124, 131. His bogey avoidance is 98. It's just these aren't normal Sungjae numbers, but no one would be shocked if he flicks the switch after an off week and you see Sungjae do his thing. So that's one to monitor for sure. Benny on at 95. He's, he's had pretty good history around here. Um, 21st last year, fourth in 20 and 36 and 19. He's made three out of four cuts. So Benny on's another guy I am very, very interested in. You mentioned Berger. I've been, I've been riding that train as well. Kirk's got amazing course history here. He's already won once this year. His profile fits this course, but he's won, of course, but fits it very well, obviously. So Kirk and Lowry both play great here. So they might get that course history bump which will be interesting. You mentioned Killer Keith. I like him as well. And last but not least, I just want to mention Corey Connor. So basically, since I mentioned everybody in this range, um, <laughs> you can play ownership tremendously here. Uh, mix and match this group. I, I like this 9K range a lot, but you look at Corey Connors, and um, he's, he hasn't played here since 2020 when he missed the cuts. So like, it's weird for a guy with such really good approach game to struggle here. Maybe it's the off, yeah. the, tee, off the tee part. He's coming in in good form, 24th, 28th, 31st. So he's playing good enough right now where I wouldn't be shocked if he maybe pieces it together here. So another guy to keep an eye on. 8K range, you got Denny McCarthy, 89. Jaeger Bombs at 88, who had another nice week last week. Pavon at 87. Straka, 86. Hogard, 85. Knapp, 84. Doing freaking uh, uh, – Shotgun and beers after the, the, the tournament. That was amazing. Uh, Bo Hosser, 83. Alex Noren, 82. List, 81. And Justin Rose at $8,000. Who you like him in this range? Yeah, I mean, most definitely Jaeger. Uh, he has made his last two cuts here, 14th and 48th. Now, he did miss two before that, but he is playing the best golf of his life right now. Um, third Mexico Open last week. So, he f- finishes 14 under, five shots behind Nap for a tie for third there. Uh, made the cut. Uh, Pebble Beach, whatever, just finished 71st. But third, the Farmers, uh, 52nd, 18th. I mean, just playing really solid golf right now. So, uh, 8,800, he's he's definitely getting uh, put into a lineup this week. Pavon at 8,700 has never played here, um, but has played on the PGA Tour for the last – so since the beginning of the year. Hasn't missed a cut, finished uh, first at the Farmers Open, third uh, – the next week at the at Pebble Beach, um, so pretty solid. Hoygaard at uh, eighty five hundred. Been playing the European Tour mostly, uh, but back to back top tens for him. I mean, he hasn't finished outside the top eleven since uh, October, but you know, obviously, just this year it's eleventh, eighth, and sixth. 
for his three starts, which is pretty solid. Nap eighty four hundred. I mean that he's he's a he reminds me a lot of Corey Connors or Scotty Scheffler who can have actually can putt mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing about I mean he just absolutely mashes it off the tee, but like he got really wonky there. Towards I'm the talking end. like some really, really offline shots, uh, especially off the tee. And they were talking about like, maybe he should just pull out his two wood. Um, luckily that place last week didn't, wasn't super penal when it, when it comes to missing right or left. So, I mean, obviously that's a one, um, it's a one round sample size. That's a lot, a lot of pressure. Um, so it is a little bit different, but hopefully you can get it figured out and get it fixed. Uh, Bo Hostler at 8,300 would be another guy. Three out of three made cuts for Bo at this event. Finished 16th here in 2022. Um, and he has not missed a cut on tour since the Wyndham Championship in August. And had some pretty good finishes this calendar year, including uh, a couple top 15s. So Bo Hostler at 8,300 um, is most definitely playable. Yeah, I'll start with Denny McCarthy, 89. He's made every cut so far. In the new year here, 39th at Genesis, 22nd Phoenix, 26th Pebble, 24th at Sony, which are decent numbers, uh, course history-wise. Miscut last year with 30th and 3rd previous two seasons. So Denny would be a guy to keep an eye on. I love Jaeger bombs. You already mentioned him. I think Pavon, I, I really hope he doesn't come in high on, but he probably will. I'm hoping like the two weeks off he took, or three weeks off, whatever, since uh, Pebble Beach kind of you know skews things a bit because I really like his game here. His approach game has impressed me with his iron play, so that um, that would obviously bode well here. So like uh, Matthew Pavon on that one. Sepp Strzok has played great here, eighty six hundred bucks, and it's just a matter of and he's a phenomenal iron player, especially longer iron player. So that's why he probably fits really well here. It's just a matter of can he get it off the tee? Miscut of the Genesis twenty six of Pebble, miscut of Farmers, so he miscut it two long courses. Remember that one real quick. So maybe this is more of a use a three wood and play your long iron game. And it could fit him very well here for Sep. Um, a couple other guys, though. You mentioned Bo Hosser. I think I'm hoping he's one of the ones that kind of flies under the radar here because he's coming in in phenomenal form and the go- good course history, like you mentioned. So, like, Bo at 83 quite a bit. Alex Norton's always a guy that, like, it feels like, especially in lower uh, scoring events like this one, because he has the ability just to go postal at any time. You just never know when. But he's 8200 bucks, and he has really good tournament history here of late. When you look at a T5 in 2022, T46, he's made two straight cuts, and he's been playing pretty well um, on this early season. And then last for me, like list I don't mind if you want to roll those dice. He's a GPP play, but oh, the next one's in the next range. So, yeah, that'll do it for me. It's a fun little 8K range to mix with your nines. Uh, 7K, uh, we'll just do them together this time. Hoagie at 79, Pendrith 78, Svensson 77, Olsen 77, Todd Sebez at 76, Fowler Hubbard at 75, EVR Fox at 74, Ryu Montgomery at 73, Shank Wallace 72, Glover McNeely 7K, and Gim Horschel at 7K, or 71 and 70K. Really weird that there's two in each price range pretty much. But <laughs> um, what's uh, what are you liking in this 7K range? Yeah, it really is kind of strange. Uh, I'll start with Taylor Penrith. Uh, so he was uber chalk last week apparently um i i wasn't on him so it's surprising that he missed the cut instead of made the, or missed the cut instead you know instead of just making it and absolutely crushing me but miscut last week but ninth the week before that miscut 10th miscut eighth i mean 
it's really up and down. The good news is he does have some pretty for this place. Two out of two made cuts is pretty good. Uh, so I think you probably can get some lesser ownership on him. And if you played him last week, I would play him this week as well. Uh, Olsen, 7,700. He missed a cut in his one start here, um, but the model seems to like him. He made the cut last week. He'd been playing on the, the DP World Tour before that. Sebez at 7,600. Two out of two made cuts for him as well, 42nd and 25th. Um, at this event, three straight made cuts for him on tour. EVR at 7,400. He's got he's made one out of three cuts here. Uh finished 60th in 2021. Uh, but coming off an eighth place finish last week at Mexico opened up really, really well. And I was really kicking myself when he shot 63 on <laughs> Thursday. And I hadn't I didn't have a betting on him. Um didn't actually go and bet him, so no harm, no foul there. Uh McNeely at 7,100. Um uh, made the cut and finished eleventh here in 2020, but then missed the cut the year the next year. Uh, however, 13th and 6th in his last two starts on tour. So I like Mav uh, quite a bit. Last but not least for me, uh, Doug Gim at 7,000. Um, he's never made a cut here, but three straight top 13 finishes, including 8th place finish for Doug Gim last week at the Mexico Open. Don't mind any of those really much. I love Tom Hoagie this week. 20th in my model, $7,900. Uh, when you look at tournament history for Hoags, it sucks. He hasn't played the last two years, missed cut three previous not ideal. The current form, 8th at the Genesis, 17th at Phoenix, 6th at Pebble, 56th at Farmer, 17th at Amex, playing extremely good golf. He's uh, one of the better uh, strokes gain tee to green players over the last, like, six events on tour. So Tom Hoagie is very, very intriguing. I like Taylor Pendrith as well, Jesse, because he's first in my model. Um, over the last 24 weeks, he's – or 24 rounds, I should say. He's first in this field in bogey avoidance. Third from 150 to 175, 13th from 175 to 500. He's 13th in part fours. He's just got a little bit of everything. Fairways gained is his worst stat. He's 90th in the field, so that could be a bugaboo. But you mentioned the course history here. He's playing well. So that does check out for me at least. Adam Spencer, seventh in my model. I like him quite a bit. He's you know 13th off the tee, eighth in approach, um, second from 175 to 200. He's a better long iron than short, but really good at 17th and fairways gain. Bogey avoidance, not bad either. So plays well for Svensson also. Then I slide down a bit. I love Seabez at 76. I agree with you on that one. He's very, very enticing. Ricky Fowler's stats are atrocious. He's 132 in the field. He's got good course history here. Um, we saw how he turned it around last year. I don't think I'll have any Ricky. Just wanted to throw it out that the numbers look horrific, but he's actually played really well here. So pick your poison type thing. Yeah, He's really fallen off since, I mean, since he won yeah. the rocket mortgage. I mean, it's really weird because he was ascending and now it's kind of back to, it's just strange. I don't know what to do with him either, but yeah, I mean, I don't disagree from a course history, history perspective. Yeah. Never okay. know. I'll, I'll do my five lineups. Like I've been doing, I probably won't have any, but I made a note just to watch it. Cause I'm, I'm curious on where that thing lands. Okay. Mark Hubbard at 75. This one's fun. Cause I usually think Hubbard, uh, birdie fest. I want Mark Hubbard, but man, he's made four straight cuts here 42nd, 5th, 46th, and 11th. So he's had two top 11 finishes, which is obviously very good. And he's coming in in pretty good form. He had a good week in Mexico last week. Somehow I don't have the updated finishes there, but 48th. 48th. I was like over the weekend, not good. Uh, 53rd at Phoenix, 4th at Pebble, 20th at Farmers, 42nd. He's made every cut so far this year. So Hubbard at 75 is a guy that I don't mind at all, especially that course history. And he's 18th in my model. 
EVR is always in play for me. I, I, I had him in my six to six lineup last week, so I was pumped at the end of Thursday. <laughs> it, was, it, it was cool, but it's still what could have been feeling on right. that one. Uh, Dalton said Nap took over. Uh, Taylor Montgomery is a guy that I think gets overlooked here. He's $7,300, and yeah, um, he's never played here before, so that is concerning. He's just like a GPP play, I won't specify. Miscut the Genesis, like 39th, 39th, 13th, 61st, 13th. So he's got some like peaking ability. Also could be uh, a tilting because if you look at uh, he's 124th in this field in fairways gained. That could cost him everything. So keep that in mind. But tournament-wise, Lucas Glover, 7100 bucks. He's 10th in my model. His iron play rates out well. He's 6th in fairways gained. And he's a course history nut when you look at him here um, at 7100 Glover didn't play last year at 30th, 19th, miscut 4th. So T30 or better in three of the last four. Recent form, 36th at Genesis, 58th. He hasn't played a ton, actually, in this early season. So Glove could be one to keep an eye on. And then I'll throw McNeely and Gim. I, I like both of them as well. You mentioned Gim, the, and you mentioned McNeely, but the, Gim is third in my model. So do what you wish with that. not saying my model's gospel, but it makes me notice things. I saw a stat, top 10 in this field in strokes game putting on Bermuda over the last 12 months. Chad Ramey. Mad McNeely's second in this field. So that's uh that's pretty tough. It goes Horschel, uh, Hadley, Griffin, Fox, Todd, Dietrich, Montgomery. Uh, but McNeely's second. I got for some reason I always think West Coast boy Poa. He's second in Bermuda putting as well. And he's starting to strike it very well. He rates out at 118th in my model, but uh, he's played much better than the last couple of rounds. So that's one thing I would uh keep in mind with Mr. Mad McNeely. Six K range, Jesse, who you like him? Uh, Justin Stud at, at 6,800 finished fifth here last year. Um, the form coming in isn't, isn't great, but miscut 22nd, 77th miscut, miscut. So two out of three made or two out of five made cuts this year. It's kind of a more of a course history type of deal. Davis Thompson, um, 6,800 has never played here, but back to back made cuts for him. He's made every cut this year except for the Farmers Insurance Open. Carson Young, uh, 29th here last year and made the cut last week, finished eighth in Mexico at $7,400. So you're getting even a, more of a discount on on a guy who's playing pretty well, four straight made cuts on the year. Um, the only missed cut for him this year was the Sony Open. Gary Woodland at $6,500. Um, going all the way back to 2013, he's not missed a cut at this event. Finished fifth. Uh, here in 2022 finished eighth in 2020. So his last two starts and is coming off a made cut, the Genesis, uh, obviously limited field, all that, but finished 39th. He actually looked pretty decent, especially that opening round where he's playing with tiger. They showed him a lot. Um, didn't really do much else the rest of the week, but did, you know, manage to make the cut after three consecutive missed cuts. But the course history there is really, really intriguing. Uh, Lee Hodges at 6,500, uh, two make cuts in a row for him at this event, 14th and 9th. So uh, I don't, I don't know. Coming off a 24th place finish at the Genesis, at Lee Hodges, Justin Lauer, 6400, made his uh, one cut uh, at this at this event that he's that he's played it. Coming off a third place finish um, last week, a tie for third there at 14 under with uh, several others at the Mexico Open and uh, a couple more. Chan Kim at 6,200. Never played here, but another guy who was uh, really kind of almost in the mix before I think a couple bogeys coming in, but finished eighth 
last week, miscut the farmers 14th at the American express. So, I mean, just, and then a bunch of miscuts before that, but just screams GPP play to me playing really well right now. Chris got her up model likes him. He withdrew last week. He shot 69. So I'm guessing a little Montezuma's revenge. If I was, if I was assuming guess as well, um, hit a bunch of the greens that day. He pounds it. Um, so another guy at 6,000 you can take a look at there. Yeah. It's another fun range. One that stands out to me in a big way. Tomas Dietrich was over 10 K last week, dribbled it down his leg on Thursday. So bad. There was no coming back. There's no even reason to tee up Friday, but he did. And he was okay. He's now $6,900 this week. And I, I know, I know like he sucked a lot, but that's a gigantic. It's 78. I played him. Yeah. He was on my one team. <laughs> well, that's why you had three of six. Um, it's just wild because he's like 23rd in par four scoring. His, his proximity games are not ideal. His fairway gains numbers struggle. But it's just one of those guys. Um, I don't think he's ever played here as I'm looking at it. Like, he, missed he, he withdrew here last year. Last year. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but like you just look at his, again, just horrific last week. I'm not even going to try to defend that, but. 25th at Phoenix or 28th at Phoenix, 4th at Pebble, 20th at Farmers. I guess playing some good golf for 6,900 bucks. Um, I'm kind of, this is one of those we talk about a lot. You know, golf's such a weird game. Don't, if like you're on a guy before, don't just give up right away unless like he broke his leg or something. Um, Dietrich feels like a guy that I'm not, and maybe he just, he has lost it. Maybe he has. I feel like this could be one of those like potential price differences that are kind of wrong. So, Dietrich stands out to me at 69. I like Ben Griffin at 68. I like him just most weeks. With this new 5K pricing, it's making it harder to fall in love with Ben Griffin because I'm used to Ben Griffin at 68 going, heck yeah. It's a little different now at this 68, but I still like him in this field. Justin Sub played great here last year. Carson Young, 6,700 bucks, going right back to him. Big week last week, and he's played well here. He's from his 29th last year in his lone appearance, and he had a good week in Mexico, not to mention just overall 41st at Phoenix. He's made three, four straight cuts now. On tour, so Carson Young is a dude. Cheston Hadley, top 10 putter on bent grass over the last year, plus has played well here. So Cheston Hadley would be a dude. You really you willing to go to a chalky Sammy Valamaki at 6,600 after last week? Yeah, I mean, he was chalky last well. week and he's paid off, well. so he's playing really well. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if you did play him, I wouldn't talk you out of it. Yeah, just want to bring him up. He's been playing very, very well, no matter what kind of course he goes to. So I, I won't put that in his way. Lee Hodges, I had him checked off as well, just like you said, at 65. Justin Lauer actually had him in my 6 or 6 last week, so that helped a lot. Um, he's 6400 bucks. I'll go right back to him. Form's nice, obviously. Sam Stevens at 6300 bucks. We talked about him a ton last week. It was a roller coaster, but he made it to the weekend. He did all we needed him to do. No, he missed the cut. He missed? Mm -hmm. Did he miss on the number? I think it was a, it was a Trump plan. Seventy one, seventy three. I don't know what I can't remember what the cut was. The cut was seventy. What well, was it? What, what was the par there? Seventy two. I, I think so. Yeah. The so man, he shot cut, even. I line. think the cut was minus one. Yeah, it's minus, minus one. Yeah. yeah. So missed it on the number. Yep, that's what. I was yeah, saying. and he was inside because I quit paying attention and then. Oh no! He went four over on the last three holes. Oh, I remember looking you. this up now. I remember thank checking you. his. His thing on Friday and wanted to mother f something so bad. Yeah, that because even I liked him a lot last week. So we'll go back to Sam Stevens. Is what I'm trying to say here. At least I'll go back to Sam Stevens. Um, <laughs> when you look at him, he's miscut t six t fifty five here. But outside of that jabroni performance last week, 
He's uh, looked really, really well. You know, you never know if he somehow gets to minus two and doesn't trunk slam at the end. A lot could have changed. At, um, at the trunk slam of all trunk slam golf courses. Yeah. This is where it happens. This is where it happens. Yeah. Not in Mexico. Yeah. Here. So he prepared himself at least for the trunk slam. Uh, CT Pan at 6,200 bucks, playing very sketchy golf, but phenomenal course history. If you want to go there, Dylan Wu at 61 is another really good course history person. Um, that was past events. 61 for Dylan Wu. He's 10th and 30th in his two appearances here. That'd be a course history look. And then Robbie Shelton's another guy, 21st missed cut, 11th at this course. So there's two cheapies that have basically T20 or better when they've made the cut at this event. 5K range, what are you looking at? Uh, I got Ben Martin, who has never missed a cut at this event, which is amazing to me. Uh, finished fifth here last year. Coming off a missed cut at the Phoenix Open, though. So, uh, Kevin Strillman at 5,500. Dude's played here a lot. Um, he's missed a cut twice since 2011. Hasn't played every single year, but uh, 16th here in his last start in 2022. He His form... <laughs> I don't even know what to even do with this. WD miscut, 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 miscut. 56 miscut, second miscut, 51st Wild. miscut. I mean, I, but I mean, from a course history perspective. GPP. Yeah. Uh, Bud Colley, um, coming off, the, <clears throat> excuse me, coming off the injury, uh, made the cut at the Phoenix Open, um, which is nice. And he does, he's been around here enough. He's made his last two starts here, which his last one was 20, uh, 2020, so 42nd. Um, sorry. You're good. Last cut was, or his last made cut here was 2020, tw- 12th in 2019. Uh, so Bud Colley's got a little bit upside. Camilo Vajegas, back to back miscuts, eighth place, but in 2021. So, I mean, you know, it's we're we're getting down toward the bottom here. Uh, last but not least for me, at Stone Minimum, Ben Taylor. Finished fifth here last year, coming off back-to-back missed cuts. Finished, made the cut at the Farmers Open before or after he had four consecutive missed cuts. So he's made one out of his last seven cuts on tour, but finished fifth here last year. So there you go. All right, for me, uh, Andrew Novak at fifty-nine hundred bucks. I'll keep looking at him. Um, I'm pretty sure he had a good week last week because oh. I rostered him. He's eighth at Phoenix. Um, after a bunch of missed cuts prior to that. And at this event, finished 29th here last year. So Novak is one. Sam Ryder's played very well here. His current form is kind of sketch, but has played well here. Garrett Higgle is a fun one. 5800 bucks. Tournament history, 29th and 66th. Not bad for 5800 But uh, that current form, 49th of Phoenix, miscut, miscut, 60th. So pick your poison with Higgo. You are in the 5K range after all. Neesmith at 56. That's a guy we talk about a lot for cheap and just kind of when it's on, it's on. When it's off, just, you know, walk away type scenario. But uh, Neesmith's a guy. He's finished 25th, 36th, 38th here in his three appearances. Uh, so he'd be another one I'd take a peek at. And um, other than that, Davis Riley coming in in not great form, but you want to talk uh, again, course history. Davis Riley has finished do, 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 29th, 49th, and 42nd. Yeah, he's played very, very well here. And I had nobody below that. I saw Ben Taylor, so you you can have him, but I, I saw the course. <laughs> I saw the course history. I almost clicked him too. Just if you need a Not YOLO play punt. Him, but... Yeah, if you need a YOLO punt down here, this is why I don't play in the 10K range. Hopefully, I didn't have any 5K last week. 
plan to avoid it again this week if all is possible. I'm with you. All right. With all that being said, let's recap. 10K range. Who are you liking? I'm going to say Henley. That's the dude. I'll say Fitzpatrick just because I think out of all the people here, people are annoyed with his performance and will not pay for him. 9K range. I'm going to say Chris Kirk. Yeah, this one's loaded. Um, I'll go. I'm going to go with Sung JM. That might be one of my make or break GPP plays right there. Uh, 8K range. I'm going to say Jaeger. It is Jaeger. I'm going to go Pavon also. Like I, I got my do a couple of those lineups with those two together in them. 7K range. McNeely. I'm going to go with Hubbard with his course history. It's been very, very impressive. Uh, 6K range. I'm going to say Woodland. I'm going to go with Carson Young, but I don't. I like a couple guys in the 6K range, surprisingly, which will make lineup building fun. And speaking of lineup building, do not play cash at this golf course. We're not going to do the 5K got... range? you going to skip the 5K range? Uh, Our best plays from the 5K. Uh, I wasn't planning on playing the 5K range, but who do you like in the 5K range? <laughs> I had it teed up. Bud I'd Colley. say Novak. I got Novak. Who do you like? Right. Oh, Novak's in the range, too? Yeah, he's 59. I'll take him. Yeah, that's that's the play. Actually, I didn't even realize he was in there. Yeah, he's too, he should be the way he's playing right now. He should be higher. Yeah, I agree. That's actually the that's a great play. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You, you had one teed up though. You said who do you who do yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I, it, I'm was, it was Bud, Bud Colley is, is oh, who I was yeah. going to say, but yeah, I don't like anybody that. except for to be honest with you, Novak. Now that I look yeah. at it, Novak, I I could actually see myself stomaching playing Novak at fifty nine. I agree. Um, all right, again, I, we don't condone cash at this golf course. Like, literally, you're no. better off just go play the lotto, yes, is what I would tell you. Like, you give me better return, but uh, GPPs, this is the week to do it. Like, if you want to get wild and max out the quarter, or the one dollar, three dollar, whatever you want, knock yourself out. I'm going to stick to my five lineups, but uh, what do you like if you're building a GPP lineup? Yeah, I mean, the one thing too is like to, to, to put a lot of variance in your lineup. So, when I say that, I mean, like you're not going all in on one dude. You know what I mean? Like you're like setting your lineup builder where it's like max, like 20% one guy. Yep. That's and if yeah, you're doing if I five lineups, I won't have many more than two lineups with the same dude. Right. Right. Because there's some, there's trunks, trunk slams galore. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaeger, uh, obviously. Um, and Chris Kirk, like I was talking about before. And then if we, you know, dip down, Toward the bottom, McNeely. I mean, those three guys that I already talked about and recapped and all that, but those are the, my three favorite plays. So I would go Jaeger, Pavon, and Tom Hoagie. That's where I go. The, the Hoagie current form is enticing. That's usually when he just completely screws the pooch, but uh, we'll see where it goes this week. Now, if you want to talk volatility, let's talk betting market. <laughs> so, uh, who do you like to win this thing? Because Okay, Jake Knapp basically he broke the like Hideki did too, but you know Knapp was forty to one, so we're almost to the favorite world. We're almost right. back there. I right. don't think this is a week for favorites, but that's just me. Um, who, who you like in here? Yeah, I've got uh, EVR at sixty five. I, I already had Sammy Volimaki checked off at seventy five. Matt McNeely at eighty. Um, I'll probably since you love Tom Hoagie so much, I'll probably put. Like a, a top, top 20, 20 bet on him. Um, Mad McNeely at plus 322 at, uh, for a top 20 bet, I think is is worth uh, worth a shot. So 
that's where I'm at currently. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention top 20s because actually in the Discord, guys were starting to throw top 20 bets out there. So for fun, uh, I think Jaeger even a plus 190 to top 20. I'm in for that. Like Sungjae at plus, oh man, I'm just going to be too much invested in Sungjae. Um, you mentioned Hoagie at 230. I like that quite a bit. A couple other top 20s, like Justin Rose is that boring veteran that looks like plot his way to an 18th place. He's plus 240. I think that's some fun money if you want. Uh, and then if you want kind of a longer shot at the uh, the top 20 world, uh, let me see who I can find that here. It really spikes things up. Uh, Car- uh, I don't want to go there, but uh, Justin Lauer at plus 450. I could see as a top 20 that's got some juice, and then I want to find the guy we both just talked about. Where are you, little fella? I guess I'll just control F you. Andrew Novak, I went past him. He's plus 400. Yeah. to uh top 20 i like lauer and novak both plus 400 is kind of a a little fun as well when you look at things yeah I'm with so. you. all right any final thoughts for the cognizant classic uh i don't this is just a, a bit of a a sketch week as far as uh you know it's not a bad week to take off or just go lightly because yeah uh, there's a lot a lot of variance so best of luck like I've been doing the, I doing five, I've been doing five entries in the six dollar, like, like it's one fifty max or whatever. It's like thirty bucks a week, so I've been kind of rolling with. I was debating just doing twenty one dollars, like maxing out the one dollar, just to say screw it and go YOLO, kind of keep the same budget in play theory, yeah, and three dollars or something. That's not a bad idea. I thought it was just spread it out and but stay in like the whole term of you know controlling your bankroll, like just keep it in right. the same world, right? Because this week will be a week where it gets fun at times to watch the full tilt, unless it's completely up on you, and that's when it sucks. But there will be a guy going like into the bear trap where he's like one shot inside the cut line and he'll bogey like two out of three holes and miss the cut it yep. will happen and the worst part will be is you have optimism because 18th is one of the easiest par fives on the course where like it's one of the most birdied holes on the course and like, okay we'll get it right back we'll get in on the cut line good and then he goes in the water again because he's getting aggressive because of something so just be ready for this time. <laughs> it <laughs> is tilting yes but um with that being said have fun this week we got the players coming up. We got some big, we got Arnold Palmer coming up. The Masters is around the corner. A lot of fun golf. We are in Florida. We are on the East Coast swing now. So get ready for this. Check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm at BD Entrick. Until next time, this is your 2024 Cognizant Classic Preview. See you all later.